Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, October 23rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's Chiefs Broncos week, and today you'll hear from two of the more intriguing figures in the game, Chiefs new running back Le'Veon Bell and Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, the former Lee Summit High and Mizzou star. But first, a conversation about both of those players and their stories with star columnist Vahe Gregorian and beat writer Sam McDowell. We talk about Bell and Locke and what might happen on Sunday, so let's get to it. Here are Vahe and Sam with Le'Veon Bell to follow, and then after a break, Drew Locke. Sam McDowell and Vahe Gregorian are here. Hey guys, what's up? Hi, Blair. Thanks for the morning magic. Yes, uh, great, great to catch up with you guys. It just seems like yesterday we we were talking Chiefs, and <laughs> and here we are. But the reason the reason I want to talk to you all is uh, on on today's show we are going to hear from Drew Locke and Le'Veon Bell, who I I think are two of the more intriguing figures in Sunday's Chiefs Broncos game, and we heard from from Locke and Bell this week with at their media sessions. Um, and, and both of you guys uh, were on the Drew Locke call, and I, I went over that this morning. I thought it was really interesting. The, the, the Drew Locke press conference lasted 13 minutes, and there were 11 questions asked, and nine of those questions were about the Chiefs or him being from Kansas City. And, um, what it, and both from you, know, you guys and from Denver Media. Uh, so th- this... Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by uh, by Drew Locke and uh, and him you know, him being in the role that he is in. And Vahe, you wrote about it. It's I think the column is in today's paper. It's certainly it's been online for a day or so. Uh, it seems like Drew Locke has he's rolling with it pretty well, being the uh, sort of the bad guy in uh, in in the role that he's in. Yeah, I think he is Blair. And the thing that's kind of cool, and I I you know you guys know him too. Sam knows him going farther back than any of us, but Drew has a certain charm and part of his charm is, is his candor. Like he's, he's willing to kind of engage the stuff that sometimes uh, people in his position won't do. So he's sort of done that all along. Um, it's sometimes more than others, but, but here he is kind of embracing the idea of uh, <laughs> being the so-called Darth Vader of, of, of the uh, situation now with when it comes to Chiefs fans and he obviously he grew up here and went to the University of Missouri spent most of his life here um and a, as you've noted in one of our recent podcasts Blair I mean for for people of a certain age and generation the Bronca, Broncos really are the the Chiefs Broncos um stands alone in some ways as, as the rivalry as opposed to what we grew up with more with Raiders Chiefs and so here's Drew just walking right into the fray uh Set up nicely by uh, Sam McDowell's first question to him, which which uh, just kind of came with that Drew Lock grin, and then he went right into it, didn't he, Sam? Yeah, I, I think I, I sort of took it as he gave us permission to to do this story every year <laughs> because I, <laughs> I, I I thought maybe um, you know because he got asked so much about it last year and appropriately so. And we wrote about it, and I, I just asked him, you know, how long is this going to be part of this this game for you? The fact that you're from Kansas City, and he said, what was it, by that he couldn't just erase the first 20, 21 years of his life. It, it's, yeah. it's always going to be part. Yeah. It's always going to be part of him. 
And I do think, to your point, a lot of people would say it's just another football game because that's the way they're told to approach it. And he said, I'm not going to play any differently. But, yeah, it's not just another football game. It's the team that he grew up rooting for. Yeah, and what was interesting too, Sam, I, I like your point about him giving us permission. He actually kind of gave us permission before he was even really asked about it because he was asked really about the measuring stick of this game for the Broncos, and he was talking about how mm-hmm. it's big in Broncos country, and then he just on his own said, and if you know, I can't remember the term he used, but if it's kind of big in my heart too, was roughly the, the point. And it was like, okay, well, great. Can't wait to ask you more about that. <laughs> You never. Uh, that's a good point because you never know how. I had planned on asking what I asked, and I'm sure you would plan on asking what you asked. Um, both of which were related to that topic, and I thought the same thing whenever he said that too. Because the Denver media got him first, even though we were on the call, and then it was opened up to us in Kansas City. And when he did say that to one of the uh, questions from the Denver media, I did feel like he's going <laughs> to work with us whenever we ask about Kansas City now. Right. Yeah. Same. <laughs> He, he seemed eager and willing to entertain those questions that, that uh, you guys and, and the Denver media asked him. He mentioned something, too, that I, I thought was interesting. The Chiefs will be the first team that he's faced for a second time. Yeah. And, and he spent some time talking about the, 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 maybe having an advantage, at least in, 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 in that area, for him. He's, this will be his ninth start as an NFL quarterback. He's 5-3 and three as a starter, and that included – the Steelers game earlier this year in which he got hurt and missed the next several games, came back uh, and played, started and played the entire game against the Patriots last week. Didn't have good numbers, but they won. They went to New England and won the game. So uh, didn't get in the end zone, kicked six field goals. But, I mean, when you when you go into New England and win and beat a Bill Belichick team, uh, that that's that's a nice W, I, I think, for, for Drew. So, But he did lose to the Chiefs at Arrowhead in a snowy game last year and it looks like it's going to weather is going to maybe have a an impact on the game on Sunday with um, snow in the, in the forecast but it was entertaining and I think you'll guys um, uh, our audience will enjoy listening to the Drew Locke interview and the questions that both you uh, Sam and Vahe asked Drew Locke. Hey Blair um, but, let me uh, to chime yeah, in with something real quick just it is interesting that they're five and three in games Drew has started and otherwise you know, the last two seasons overall, I think they're nine and 12. So they've had a little something different going with him. On the other hand, he hasn't, he hasn't been great. He's had a couple of really good games, but he's had a couple of games that, that, you know, have been um, not great numbers. He was only 10 of 24 last week through a couple of interceptions, had a couple of touchdown passes dropped or likely touchdown passes dropped. So he's still very much getting his footing. Um, but I think he gives them some kind of vibe. I mean, I think he's got, you know, Broncos players have talked about having sort of that it factor, and he can grow into his game, I think. Um, so I, I think the future's bright for him, but I don't think it's assured either. Well, I know Bron- Broncos fans are hoping beyond hope that he's the guy, right? Because they have gone through their Trevor Simeons and Brock Osweilers and Case Keenums and Paxton Lynch's and ever since the, you know Peyton Manning uh, retired after the Super Bowl victory, after the 2015 season, it's just been a revolving door of quarterbacks in Denver, and they are hoping that Drew Locke is the guy. And we'll see. I mean, well, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Um, and he's in a he is in a tough division, right? Uh, with um, with the Chiefs now, and 
um, yeah. and going against um, you know Patrick Mahomes. He was asked specifically about that too, about uh, you know going against Patrick Mahomes for the next however many years you're you know you're a Broncos quarterback. Let's uh, let, let's, let's switch gears because we're gonna we're gonna start um, with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, before we get to Drew Locke, we'll hear from Le'Veon Bell. Who, uh, wow, what what a um, uh, what an interesting guy, and uh, and just seemed to say all the right things this week when he met with uh, reporters from from the Kansas City media. And the other thing, I just have to say this because I don't know where else this might happen in the NFL, but whenever there's a, a Chiefs introduce a new player. Everybody who asks a question welcomes him to Kansas City, you know, and maybe maybe it's just me that notices that, but I just can't help but notice, hey, Le'Veon, welcome to Kansas City. Now here's my question, and it, just down the line, everybody, it's a friendly place, right? I mean, we <laughs> it's that Midwest, uh, you know, just that Midwest friendliness. I think, you know, I do like that, and it I feel like almost to a to a person, it's it's done in a, an appropriate way, right? Just a nice human polite factor not a fawning sort of thing and 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 i think that's kind of neat i do too i i I do i I think it's genuine so i guess the only the only thing that we want to know about Le'Veon bell we 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 know what happened in new york um and 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 um and he was a terrific obviously a terrific talent with the steelers what's going to happen on sunday I saw this this morning on one of the sports talk shows over under on Le'Veon Bell was uh, 10 touches. What do we think? Do we think Le'Veon Bell gets at least 10 touches in Sunday's game? What do you think, Sam? I I think I, for that number, I'd probably take the under. I I think he's still learning the playbook and we've all heard about the, there being a difficult playbook, except I guess the, the one guy that didn't say this was a difficult playbook is in the off season. Clyde Edwards, Alaire called it easy to learn right. um, so yeah. <laughs> maybe the running backs don't have it so difficult I don't know for a rookie to say that it, it kind of took us all by surprise um, but I, I think he I think Le'Veon Bell does get to that role I'm just not sure he gets to it so quickly on Sunday um, I mean he's only been practicing just this week he couldn't practice last week because he had to go through the COVID protocols so um, I, I think Wednesday was the first time that the Chiefs coaches were even seeing him full speed and uh, there's definitely questions about what Le'Veon Bell has left. I mean, there's no question about this guy's resume, but based on what he did for the, his 17 starts in New York, you, you have to wonder what he's got left. And the, the Chiefs coaches have only been able to see that for basically the full practices are on Thursday or, or Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, I agree with Sam. I, 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 I'd be surprised if he gets more than 10 touches. Um, I'm not sure why they would rush that. I understand that if they think he's got it, and he's already got a grasp of the playbook and everything that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll maybe be inclined to push it a little bit. But I don't know if there's urgency for them to do that. Obviously, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been uh, pretty stout <laughs> to to uh, create dynamic. Um, looked like Daryl Williams had a moment or two last week where he he, he uh, had a little something extra going. So I don't I don't think they have any yeah. necessity to rush it. And I'm not sure that that behooves them in the long run either like just get them going right get prime the pump a little bit this week uh i think the jets game might be a good time for him to play more <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right. just just to sort of bring this full circle blair we talked about how drew Locke was was ready and willing to for anything we asked 
Le'Veon Bell was certainly not ready and willing to talk about what went wrong in New York. We we asked him that in a in a multitude of ways, and um, I you know I lastly asked him why Kansas City could be different, just to try and come up with a different way to to get at that question. And he did a little bit say it's not going to be so much uh, downhill running. They do more horizontal. They do more misdirections. They get the running backs out in space in the passing game. And I don't know whether he, he – it seemed to me, um, but I'm not positive that he was referring to that's not the way it was in New York, um, that there wasn't quite so much creativity. So maybe maybe that's a reason that he's a little bit better here in Kansas City or, or, or heck, maybe a lot better because based on the numbers, they don't need him to be just a little bit better than what he produced in New York. He, he needs to be quite a bit better. He does. And to your point, Sam – oh, sorry, Blair, go ahead. No, no I was going to say um, – uh, we'll we'll see if the the weather has anything to do with uh, with the how how the Chiefs approach the game. Although, look, so I'm the the, the inclination is to say, well, it's going to be cold, uh, snowy. They'll they'll run the ball more. Patrick Mahomes' first game it was uh, in Denver in in bitter bitter cold weather, and he flung it for two eighty four and was throwing it all over the place. So. I don't know if the weather has has a factor. The other thing I wanted to say quickly, I didn't realize this until I looked up Le'Veon Bell stats. Three of his five years in Pittsburgh, he had at least seventy five receptions. So that's you know that's a really high total for a running back, and I, I, I think ultimately that may be, you know, my snapshots of Damian Williams or him as a receiver, not, not a running back, right? It's the, the touchdown reception in the Super Bowl. It's the touchdown catch he had to start the scoring in the, in the Texans uh, playoff game. I think that may be how we, we see Le'Veon Bell. This is a, you know, blocking back and then, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. I like that point. Um, I like that point a lot, Blair. And, and I think Sam McDowell or Sam Mellinger, I can't remember who, but somebody made that, uh, remark a little bit the other day and the more you think about it if you're thinking about this guy's skill set and the wear and tear factor maybe uh you know we we we, we can see this kind of getting funneled out that way a little more than than uh than, than maybe met the eye at first okay well that's enough of us talking about Le'Veon Bell let's hear from Le'Veon Bell and and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back with Drew Locke so Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, thanks, guys. And we will talk to you again on Sunday. Thanks, Blair. See you then. I'm ready. I'm ready when you're ready. Beautiful. Uh, we will get started with Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Le'Veon. Well, welcome to Kansas City. Two questions here for you. Uh, when you go back and look at the past two years, why do you think it didn't work out in New York? And then the second part to this question is you obviously had a lot of choices during your brief free agency period. Why pick the Chiefs? Um, well, to answer your first question, um, you know, I'm not, it's, it's not, you know, too much I can say about as to why it didn't work in New York. It just didn't work out, you know, and, um, the fact that, uh, you know, it didn't, it kind of led me to the position I'm here today. Um, and, you know, when I had the opportunity, um, you know, once I was, you know, a free agent, um, you know, talking to Coach Reed, um, just over in that course, it's like, it was just kind of undeniable to come, try to come here, help this team. Um, you know, any ways that I can help them out, you know, um, you know, being an opportunity to play with Coach Reed is just going to be, you know, magnificent for me. So, um, play with these players around, um, you know, uh, Patty Mahomes. Um, I never played with a player, you know, MVP wise, you know, so 
um, it's going to be fun. You know, I think it's a lot of weapons. It's going to be fun for me. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Le'Veon, welcome to uh, Kansas City. A couple things. Um, first of all, how do you feel like you fit into um, the Chiefs' offense here? And second of all, um, are you okay with a lesser role? You, you saw how Clyde played the other night and how he was on a roll. So you okay uh, playing a lesser role than what you had in, in Pittsburgh or New York? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously when I when I decided to come here, I already knew, you know, the weapons and it's only one football to kind of go around. So, um you know, the time where I do get my opportunity, um, I think it's going to be a lot of opportunity um, to kind of show um, what I can do in some space, you know, running routes. Um, I think this offense is really fit for my, you know, my skill set. Um, I think Coach Reed uh, does a good job of, you know, getting back to the ball in space. And um, I just, I'm glad I got this opportunity. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to Kansas City, man. Um, when you were watching the game on Monday, what was going through your mind watching your new team for the first time? I was just like, this is unbelievable. Um, when I was watching, just kind of like, um, as a defense, it's just so tough to stop because you got so many weapons and you kind of just got to pick your poison. Um, so when you got, you know, guys, you know, at the coaching position and the O-line and, you know, the quarterback position, they all making the right decisions and doing the right thing and everybody's on the same page. Um, it's just really a tough offense to stop, you know, so – um, I'm going to try to come in and, and fit in where I can, um, you know, and make some plays. Thanks to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Le'Veon, welcome, like everyone else said. wanted to ask you just the reaction to the guys both in the locker room today for the first time and just what your phone showed you of your new teammates when it became clear that you had picked the Chiefs to sign with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's been a lot of excitement, you know, from, you know, the coaching staff to, you know, the players, fans, you know, um, they really embraced me being here, and I loved it. You know, I love everything about it. I really feel like, you know, everybody welcomed me here with open arms, um, you know, and it's really a, a relief, you know, coming here. I don't really feel, like, pressured about anything. I just want to come here, you know, be happy and play football, you know, and people are allowing me to do that, you know. So I'm, I feel like I'm in a, in a great spot, great place, um, and I'm eager. I'm ready to roll. Let's go next to Breland Moore. Go ahead, Breland. Hi, Le'Veon. Welcome to Kansas City. Um, first things first, to kind of expound on Nate Taylor's previous question here. Um, what kind of went into this before? I know Chris Jones, your friend, was advocating a little bit on social media before you announced you were signing. But did you hear from anybody else while you were still in that decision-making process? And also, you got to ask, uh, have you had a chance to sample any Kansas City barbecue yet? <laughs> um, actually, the first day I got here, I actually did have barbecue. I had some wings, and they were unbelievable. Um, that's the first thing. <laughs> um, secondly, um, yeah, during the process, Chris Jones was definitely like – I trained with Chris Jones over the – you know, in, in the summer off season. Um, it was just crazy. Like, you know, I was kind of, when I was a free agent, you know, two years ago, he was kind of advocating me to come here. Um, it didn't happen. Um, you know, so when he came out the second time, you know, he kind of making jokes like, hey, don't 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 make a mistake again. You know, you might as well come on. Don't make the mistake again. And, uh, you know, he stayed in my ear on me about it. Um, I'm glad he did. You know, what I mean, it ain't like he gave me much influence. I kind of wanted to come here anyway. But um, he uh, he definitely, you know, was in my ear about it. Um, and I'm glad he was. Thanks to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Hey, Le'Veon, welcome to Kansas City. I know that there were interesting endings to both the tenures in, in Pittsburgh and New York. How do you think and in what ways can Kansas City realign with 
who you feel you are as a, as a player? Um, you know, obviously just coming here and just, you know, getting on a great team, um, great coaching staff, you know, just kind of just reinvent myself. You know, I think uh, it's, I, I you know, played at a high level for so long. Um, you know, I've had like a year, uh, two years where, you know, it's not been a high level. You know, people kind of look at it like that. Um, so I just want to get back here and just get my feet back under me, get in a good offense, um, get, get the ball when I can, some space, not have too much pressure on me, um, you know, just play football. You know, not really – you got to play football. That's what, really what I want to do. Um, I think coming here is going to give me the opportunity to do that. You know, it's, it's a lot of players. Um, I don't necessarily got to worry about, you know, how many times I'm touching it or, or things like that. I think I just want to kind of fit in, and when I do get it, make plays, you know. Let's go next to Ed Warder. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, Le'Veon. Um, as you change teams in the middle of a season, what are your what are the things that are, are most challenging for you uh, to learn in this offense so that you can play uh, quickly? And what kind of role would you expect to have Sunday in Denver? Um, I mean, I think the challenge is just really is like a, the terminology of you know the words. So um, you know, prior teams, you kind of know what protections or, or names are here just like different names and things like that but um it's not too tough you know i think um the longer i stay in my playbook the more serious i am about, about my playbook um that's the bigger my role would be you know i just gotta get a grasp of everything um i think so far i've been doing a good job um and i'm going to continue to grow you know i, I know there's probably no limit to this offense and how, what he can do so um i just want to continue to grow grow and keep learning learning um we'll see where it goes Got time for a couple more guys. We're going to go Seren and then Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, just real quick, and I'll follow up after this, Brad. Just can you, uh, I'm not sure how it works uh, when a guy opts out in his number. You're wearing 26. Is that available? And you, you grabbed it. Was there some conversations? Did you have to do anything to get 26? Um, I just asked, was it available? Uh, I said it was. So um, I said, <laughs> okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. Okay. I didn't know if maybe it was it would be an back. Your, your style, right? You, you kind of, had your you're the first guy to really just kind of come to a complete stop and take a look at what all is going around, right? And then hit the hole, find the hole, and, and burst off. Nobody had really ever done that. How is is that? You know, you had great blocking as well in Pittsburgh. I know you 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 know stand up for your offensive lineman there as well. But does that style work everywhere, or is that something that you got to kind of shift and adjust depending upon who's in front of you and how the play calls work? Um, everybody kind of like talks about my style, and I I just feel like for me personally, um. There's times where I'm patient and there's times where I'm not, where I'm not, you know, I'm like, if the hole's there, I'm going to take the hole, you know, but if it's not there or if it's a small hole and I can create it and make it bigger, then that's when I try to improvise. I try to manipulate defenses. And that's when you see the patience kind of come in. But, you know, if I'm running, you know, outside zone or something, the hole's there, I'm going to stick my foot in the ground and take it, you know, but a lot of times in football, you see it, defenses get paid too. So they're going to make plays. They're going to have, you know, the O-line may not get the greatest push on the D-line, and you may have to help the line out a little bit. You know, and that's when the kind of like the patients kind of come in. You kind of see like I'm kind of setting things up. So, I mean, it really depends on the play, you know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily try to go in thinking I'm trying to be patient. I'm just kind of reading my blocks and improvising what happens. The last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Le'Veon. Um, you watched the game on Monday night. You saw the way the Bills were trying to play against the Chiefs and specifically just sort of the running lanes that opened up. So how different do you anticipate the defensive attention being on you here compared to what it was in New York? Um, yeah, I think it'll be um, a lot different 
um, just for the simple fact that, uh, you know, it's a lot of, you know, we run a little bit more open sets here. You know, I think um, there when we ran it, it's kind of a little more downhill. Here it's kind of like horizontal, reverse it, misdirections, all type of things, you know. So defense don't really know if you're coming inside, outside, or way outside, you know, screens, all type of things. And I think, uh, you know, in this offense, just so many guys carry the ball in so many different directions. It's kind of hard to prepare for one guy, you know. So um, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing for me. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. And that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, Drew, hey, just curious. Last year, the Chiefs were pretty aggressive in how they approached you. Would you expect that again? And are you getting a feel for kind of how defensive coordinators look at you as a player? Um, yeah, I mean, it's like we can expect them to come at us. That's kind of their defense. So, I mean, they got guys that love to rush the passer. Um, Tyra Matthews is an extremely skilled guy back there, especially with rushing the passer, passer as well. All their corners and safeties can make plays on the ball. Um, it's This is a tough task for us, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we got to put, put together a good week of practice and just be ready to go. As far as how I feel deep coordinators are playing us, I mean, we got, we got a good amount of pressure last game. A lot of man, um, some zone here and there. So, I feel like people are really mixing it up on us. Um, definitely not afraid to, to blitz me, try to get me to move around the pocket, make steps that, you know, maybe I should have stepped up once or maybe I should have pushed out of the pocket. Um, as long as I know my job and I know where to go with the football and I am, let's, how do I say this? I am disciplined in my footwork and going from read to read, then I feel like you can really play me however you want. As long as I know my job, um, I'll be confident out there. Thanks, one, Mike Cliff. Drew, um, we might ask this uh, twice a year for the next 10 to 15 years, but with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Mahomes on the other side, do you feel uh, pressure? You're going to have to put it up and put up the put up the points? You know, as a quarterback, you pretty much feel that pressure every single game to put up points. Um, you know, Pat has been known to put up a lot of points in that offense. So, I mean, if you want to go off stats and how many points they score a game, then technically speaking, you'd want to be a little prepared to have to put a lot of points up. But I feel like our defense is playing their butt off right now. Um, I am, I'm proud of the way they played last week. They kept us in that game. And uh, there's, there's, no, there's no saying that they can't go out and play an awesome game on Sunday and do a great job, Kareem and Justin. You know, maybe get a few guys back on the D-line and just let those guys roll and, Come out there, A game. We'll see how things turn out. Thanks for Stapleton. 
Hey, Drew, a big point of emphasis was made this offseason on adding speed to your roster to kind of keep up with the Chiefs. Uh, what, what do you think a healthy handler would provide for your offense? And also, do you think Judy's uh, kind of due for a big breakout? Um, yeah, KJ would be big. We've all been really excited to see him out on the field, and we got a little taste of that in Pittsburgh. And um, We're just excited for him to hopefully come back and you know start helping us on the field a little bit. Um, as far as Jerry goes, um, anytime Jerry Judy's on the field, you should expect to break out day from him. That's just the type of player he is. Um, that's the type of mentality that he brings to the field. and you know, That's the type of player that we all know he is on the offensive side of the ball. And, um, so, yeah, any, anytime, any given Sunday, uh, Jerry can come out and have a breakout day. Next one, Mark Kisler. Um this question is the uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best type of question. What kind of measuring stick do you think this game is, or is that overstated? Um, well, the measuring stick there is that it's a division game. Uh, that's big. And uh, if you're going to look at it in the heart of Broncos country, it's a, it's even bigger. Um, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, if you want to look at it in my heart, it might be pretty big too. You know, it's my it's my uh, hometown, and uh, you know, at the same time, I can't let that change the way I play. This is just a regular game. Go through my reads. Try to push us down the field and score points. Um, but no, this is just just another week this week. Uh, we're going to come out and prepare the same way. Um, extremely hard. And be ready to go Sunday like it's any other Sunday. Guys, next we'll have Nick Kozmeyer and then open it up to the entire group. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, Drew, obviously that was your only loss last year as a starter up there. What, what were just some of the biggest things you learned outside of, you know, Jeff mentioned they, they came and they attacked you, but what were just some of the lessons that you learned after a game like that against a team that obviously went on to do what it did? No, I found out I can still throw the football in snow. So that was a big, that was a big first one for me. Um, found out a lot about just who their players are on defense. It's always nice to be able to, play that team well this would be my first time actually but playing a team that you've already played um to where you know those guys you know how they move you kind of know how they think um i've seen frank color rush the passer a couple times in that game uh, i've seen chris jones rush the passer a couple times that game it's just you you know what to be aware of um you've got a good idea on who you think they are now they can come out and throw something completely different at us uh, but it's it's comfortable feeling to know that you've played this team before and you know what's kind of Next one, Ed Warner, ESPN. Yeah, Drew, um, obviously uh, John Elway had a lot of faith in you as the quarterback, even though you hadn't played a lot going into the season, made a big commitment to, you know, bolstering the offensive weaponry around you. How much do you benefit uh, from his presence in terms of interacting with him on a somewhat regular basis? Yeah, it's been huge for me. I think it's been one of my favorite parts is being able to come in after games and talk to him, kind of hear what he had to say, what he felt I could have done better, what he thought I did good, um, and stuff to you know look forward to and do better going into the next week. Um, anytime you got a guy like that in your corner, it's huge help. And and when I say after the game, I mean it's immediately after the game. You know, I come in a little late because we do the press stuff and on the field to where I come in, it's almost halfway broken down with Vic. And me and him, right after that, we'll talk. Emotions are high. Um, it's a very real moment for both of us. And it's been nice to kind of have that feedback and talk right after the game. Next one, Sam McDowell, Casey Starr. 
Hey, what's up, Drew? Um, hey. You mentioned uh, being your hometown. At what point do you feel like, you know, that won't be part of your mind when you play these guys? Or do you think that's always going to be at least a little bit of piece of you when you play the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, it's hard to forget 21, 22 years of your life, especially I'm only 23 now. It's my first full year out of Kansas City. Um, they'll always, I mean, everyone remembers their hometown. So there'll always be that feeling of, you know, my parents are actually leaving Kansas City to come see the game type deal. Um, it's nothing that makes you play different. It's nothing that, you know, I'm so amped up this game this week. Here we go. Like, that's not how it works. You should be amped up for every single game every week. But um, it is cool. I'll say that. I mean, it is cool to be able to, you know, kind of put the Darth Vader mask on and, you know, steer away from the Jedi and come to the dark side, so to say, uh, over here in Denver. It's kind of like playing that guy. Hopefully I can be that guy and uh, get a win this Sunday and start the, start the rivalry a little bit. Next one. Next one, Troy Ryan. Yeah, Drew, uh, good to see you, my man. You guys, is, it, uh, is the locker room aware of the history of the nine straight losses and, and you want to be the villain? How much does it uh, help you, the, how much confidence Shermer showed in you? We can always see kind of what a f- OC believes in a quarterback by the play calling. They had no fear of going deep a lot. So how much does that kind of help you and you return to the lineup? And are guys aware of that it's been since Manning that you've beaten the Chiefs? Oh, without a doubt. Um, it's it's apparent. It's been said. Shoot, I probably had it told to me three or four times today. And we don't even get to be around each other. You know, we're doing all the virtual stuff. You hear it through virtual meetings. And it's being said. Um, be nice to maybe snap that streak. But, um yeah, it's, it's definitely, a, I'll say it's definitely a known thing. And we're excited about giving that opportunity to be able to be able to stop that. And what was the second part of the question, Troy? When you were able to, you were so many deep strikes in that game plan. How much yeah. did that give you confidence? Because how we see a game called kind of is a reflection of the confidence he has in you. Does that? Yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. I mean, like I said, I think after the game, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches, you know, ask you how you want to get back in this game. You know, I've been out for a little bit and dialed up a nine ball outside, a little alert outside, and that was that was it. That was going to be the first ball I threw, and, you know, that in itself really speaks to me about how much Coach, uh, Coach Shermer knows who I am as a player. Um, a little check down is not going to make me feel warmed up and ready to go, but rearing one back and letting it fly um, kind of lets me feel kind of in the game a little bit. Guys, time for two more. Next one by Hager Gregorian, and Casey Stott. Hey, Drew. Good to see you. Um, hey, along the lines of what Sam McDowell was asking you, um, what, what, did, what do you think you got out of that game last year? It, it, I, I know you're saying now that, you know, you, you, you won't play differently, but I, I'm sure there was a little hurdle there. And then I have one follow-up after that, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, there's it's definitely nice to have the first one out of the way, um, especially in Kansas City. I can go back there the second game and we've already done it we've already felt it so um they're def i don't i wouldn't say there was a hurdle uh with it but you know there's definitely some extra thought about it i mean you're going home any guy that goes home is gonna if phil was playing for someone else and he came here to denver like oh man here's denver i'm back home like everybody has that back home it doesn't change the way they play in a game but everyone has that and sometimes it's fun to have that it's cool to come in and be like wow this is where i grew up and i'm 
playing on the biggest stage that when I was a kid in eighth grade playing out in my middle school, I wanted to go play in the NFL one day. And now I'm doing it in my hometown, but I'm not on that team. And, and a lot just along those lines, too, you, you mentioned the Darth Vader thing. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you can speak to why you, why you enjoy that and a little bit of how that's played out when you've been home. Have you had some episodes uh, where you've, you've had to, uh, you know, been, been confronted or, or just sort of strutted your stuff? Yeah, well, of course, you, you automatically become the bad guy if you're from Kansas City and you, and you uh, go play for Denver. Um, it just amplifies it even more that I went to the University of Missouri. You know, I'm born there. I went there, never even left. Devoted those 22 years, like I said, to that state and to that city. Um, and then in an instant, it's gone. Like I, like I changed sides there and uh, come to the come to the light over here, come to the good old Denver side. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's fun. Especially just, you know, I've always been the good guy. Everyone back in Kansas city, that's, you know, you're a true son. If you go to Missouri and be from Missouri. And that's just the vibe that I got everywhere. I was in Lee summit. Everyone knew who was the Missouri kid. And now it's like, Oh, he used to be that guy, but now he's, now he's a Denver Bronco. My family gets it. Um, my cousins get it. It's, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, do I put my Bronco shirt on today to go walk around Kansas City? Without a doubt, I do. I'm going to put it on and, uh, and be prideful for what it is. Final one, Aaron. Drew, Andy Reid said today that you played big. What does it mean to hear him compliment you like that? And then do you agree with that notion that you tend to maybe play bigger than you practice or kind of turn it on in those big moments? Yeah. Uh, any compliment from Andy Reid is one that you could take to the grave and be proud of. That's for sure. Uh, my dad has always speak highly or spoke highly of him from back in his days of playing. He's well-respected in Kansas City everywhere you go um, and well-respected in the NFL. Um, he put together a great team last year that won the Super Bowl. So, like I said, any compliment from him is great. Um, but I, I kind of, you know, I, it's, it takes a lot of focus in practice. You know, the lights aren't on. You're not scoring touchdowns necessarily, but – Everything you do in practice will come into the light on Sunday, and I feel like we practice hard enough. We try to be disciplined enough in practice to where we can come out and try to make those big plays. We've seen the looks. We know our plays. We know our scripts. We know, our, we know everything to be able to go out there and play big, take the shots when they're there. Because we're confident in the plays that we're getting called, and we're confident in the guys around us to be able to go out there and try to make those big plays. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Hey, we've got another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get this deal? Go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. 
And if you're having trouble hunting down any of these offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. Whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday with a breakdown of the Chiefs-Broncos game.